Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey friends, Dr. Motley here with the Health Institute and welcome to the Ancient Health Podcast. And today we're going to talk about all things digestion. We want to talk about IBS. We want to talk about colitis. We want to talk about Crohn's. We want to talk about bloating because one of the biggest things that I see in my office every day is individuals that come in with chronic digestive system issues such as chronic diarrhea, intermittent uh, constipation, Uh, individuals who can't go to the restroom for a few days. I've had individuals actually who've not been able to go to the restroom in two weeks. Now, in Chinese medicine, one of the biggest things I I want you guys to understand is that the digestive system is where it all begins. It is where you get your first energetic input from the environment. Without getting too complicated, we have a lot of energy, most of our energy coming through water, through our kidneys. But the energy that's in food is supposed to be metabolized to be pushed through our cardiovascular system, through our heart and our bloodstream to bring life and vitality to the rest of the system. So let's put it this way. If you eat vital nutrient foods, you will have vital nutrient output. In our culture, we don't eat much vital nutrient foods. In fact, most of the food that we eat are basically deprived of vitality. There's an energy in your food and God created that way. So if you have foods that don't have vitality in them, i.e. minerals, vitamins, coenzymes, cofactors, as they would call them, this mixture of nutrition plus energy is there to help you thrive. Today, what do we eat, guys? And I'm guilty of this. I want to tell you a story. I ate fudge rounds and I drank Coca-Cola. I mean, since I was very young. In fact, my dad told me a story. He said that one time he asked, where's Chris at? And uh, they couldn't find me because I was a kid that hid all the time. I just like to hide because I'm a loner by nature. I just like to hide. There was a Coca-Cola bottle in the corner between the wall and the refrigerator. And they saw the bottom of the Coca-Cola bottle keep pushing up above the counter. And I was wedged between the refrigerator and the wall drinking Coca-Cola. I almost drank a whole two liters of Coca-Cola in one setting. Now, let's go a few years down the road. Chronic throat issues, chronic sore throat, chronic thrush. Every single day I woke up and I had a sore throat. I am not exaggerating. I had to take chloroseptic with me to school and my teachers let me have it near my desk so I could spray my throat because it hurts so bad. I literally developed um, ulcers when I was young. And um, I got them verified through upper GI testing when I was like 11 or 12. But I used to take Gaviscon. This is old liquid that just tasted like chalk. And it was like chalky, ugh, nastiness. But I kept it in my bag. My teachers didn't care. I would just chug it like it was a drink. Now, that kind of eating that I had, like it wasn't my parents' fault because I was at school and I would just eat any sugar I could, but I was addicted because there were certain microbes in my body that were being fed by the overconsumption of the carbohydrates, the starches, and the refined sugar. And you see that in our modern world today, right guys? I'm not trying to be negative, but I started that with that story because I think a lot of us recognize that. When you add in that we are trained in our culture today to have refined sugars, starches, carbs, trans fats, 
If you look at our modern candy bar, if you look at the stuff that we're given, what is on the back of it? It is literally ingredients that we can't read. It is chemicals that we think, oh, that's okay. And there's dye in here and there's uh, preservatives that basically they use in food to preserve it and have a longer shelf life. And when you eat it, it preserves your insides, but not in the best way. It actually hardens the inside. It hardens the digestive system. And so you start to see that now they're actually having lawsuits about certain candy companies. I'm not going to name any, but why? They used different types of metals and metal components to actually preserve the candies. But now they see that these metallic components can actually interfere with the cellular respiration, the cellular movement of the body, which decreases the chi, the electrical energy of the body, and the movement of digestion. We add in environmental stressors, pesticides, emotional trauma and fatigue, and what do you get? IBS, colitis, constipation, diarrhea. You get digestive issues. And we didn't know this. Like, nobody told me in school that you know, drinking Coca-Cola in abundance and having fun drowns and, you know, the little cream pies, though, that would hurt me. I just thought I was having a good time. And really what we're seeing today is that there's so much hidden chronic strep throat, Epstein-Barr virus, Lyme disease, parasites, chronic infections, just like E. coli, H. pylori, salmonella. If this is you, you guys understand this is what's happening in our culture today. But it all starts with the foundation of your terrain. I think it was Louis Pasteur once said, he goes, it's not the germ, it's the terrain. Why is it that, for per se, like I could have the same germ as my brother and he presents the symptoms differently? It's because it depends on the strength of the terrain. My terrain was very weak because I had MTHFR gene and I'm not trying to get offset. I'm saying that whenever we set ourselves up at a very young age to have lots of inflammation, lots of sugars, things that destroy our gut lining, then we're starting to see that other infections can jump on top of that. So let's start with IBS, with all that positive news. I just want to be positive today, but IBS is irritable bowel syndrome. And what that basically says is that you have an irritable, irritable bowel. Can't even say it too well. Say it three times fast, dare you. But if you have irritable bowel, it, it is literally what it sounds like. It's not necessarily a diagnosis. It just means that you have problems with bloating, gas, distension, diarrhea, constipation. If you research into IBS, and there is a lot of research into it, um, I've seen a lot of patients with IBS. And thankfully, not trying to pat myself on the back, I'm saying I've seen a lot of individuals recover from that because we healed the gut lining. And when you have this effect, you find that sugars get into the body. And they go into the digestive system and you can actually damage the lining of the digestive tract because your digestive tract is very smart. It has white blood cells. It has these little components, these little little houses that comp uh, are composed of lymph tissue that actually pr produce white blood cells to fight off infection. Now, when you eat a lot of sugars, that can actually, in a nutshell, deteriorate and damage the lining of that digestive tract, not only in the lower stomach, but also in the small intestine. Remember, the stomach leads into the small intestine. And this actually can affect your body's response to infections that you eat. I hope that makes sense. When we eat food, I don't care where you're at. Many people say, well, I only eat in, a, in the U.S. and I've never been to a third world country. I'm like, I'm sorry. You get plenty of parasites, plenty of bacteria and viruses in certain foods. Fruits and vegetables are some of the biggest carriers of, of uh, parasites. Literally, they have life cycles and they know the vectors. They know where to get into the host. So let's say you eat it. And your digestive system, your stomach, in Chinese medicine, the stomach chi, the HCL, the hydrochloric acid, 
is weak because of all the sugars and trans fats and all the things we ate when you're younger, because that happens. It not only damages the HCL pump so you don't produce a lot of acid, what this does is that the food doesn't get properly digested. So the food is not digested fully. You don't digest all the uh, larvae and parasites and viruses and bacteria that get in your food, and it goes right down into your digestive system. Furthermore, the lining gets so damaged that your body will try to do what to help clean out the infections and the toxins? Your body has a substance called zonulin. When you have this infection, or let's say you have this zonulin, it gets activated because you have a lot of inflammation in the digestive tract. So your body goes, hey, let's open up the floodgates, let's open up the pores, and let's pour in some water, let's pour in some fluid into my small intestine and then get it into the colon so I can flush this out with diarrhea. So you have these infections, let alone maybe have some toxins from your food, if it's preservative type foods or if it's got trans fats in it. So your body will push itself to the limit to push it all out. So you have inflammation, damage to the white blood cells. You have zonulin open up and the pores start to get leaky. You have a mesh in your body that gets damaged by this. And so infections can embed into the digestive lining, plus they can jump into the small pores and get to your bloodstream quicker. So when people say, man, doc, I, would, I could eat anything when I was a kid. But now I eat the smallest thing and I start getting, what, irritable bowel, inflammation in my gut. So they start to see that not only are they getting allergic to everything, they're getting sensitive to all the foods, they're feeling inflamed. So you'll start to see other symptoms come up. Remember, you had the zonulin, and now you have the stuff going into your bloodstream, and that creates high histamine because your body goes, okay, there's something going on in my body. Histamine, be active. Let's get the mast cells, which carry what? More histamine and the granulocytes and all these other types of cells that come in and eat up the foreign objects. So it's going out looking. It's like, I got to find what's going on in my, my, my bloodstream because these guys aren't supposed to be here. So you have irritation in the bowel, and it's a syndrome in a nutshell. The other terminology you would hear is called colitis, which basically means colon inflammation. I mean, there's different avenues and different symptomatology with it. But in my opinion, when somebody says I have colitis, it's just like saying I have an inflamed ankle. I have arthritis. Okay, you have an inflamed joint. Wh where does it come from? It doesn't necessarily tell you where it's coming from. It just tells you that it's a, it's a diagnosis according to modern medicine, but it really doesn't tell you what's going on. You'll hear things like diverticulitis. And I know this is a lot of info, but you have diverticuli. You have these little pockets, these little round areas in your colon. If you ever look at an anatomy book and you start to see like these little round edges, those are diverticuli. But what happens is diverticuli can have undigested foods that get passed through, right? If they don't get in, uh, fully digested, can get locked into those diverticuli. And then white blood cells go in, bacteria can go in as well, and they start to create inflammation. And you get diverticulitis. And so people say, oh, I have diverticuli. I have to go get a surgery to remove part of my colon because that area gets inflamed. That's it in a nutshell. Have you ever heard of people getting their appendix taken out often? The appendix is a big area of lymph tissue. It produces white blood cells to travel through your digestive system to clean it out. You see, so you start to see that there's generalized information about the colon, but there's not a lot of specific things you can do to actually help it. It all starts with the gut in Chinese medicine. Remember, good food in, good energy out. Bad foods in, not a good day. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. You know, taking care of your own health 
and the health of your family has become very challenging because there are so many opinions out there. But you've gotta know what to do when someone in your family gets sick and including yourself. So for me, I believe in supporting the body's natural ability to fight disease as our first line of defense. You know, using food as medicine and herbs and essential oils in things that are natural. You know, when my daughter Arwen has an ear infection, I put two drops of garlic malane oil in her ear twice a day. You know, when my wife Chelsea has a headache, we start addressing it with supplements such as magnesium and skullcap and other ancient remedies like CBD. You know, these are just a few examples of the many ancient treatments that have been healing people for thousands of years. And while there is a time and place for conventional medical intervention, you know, most illness can be treated naturally in the comfort of your own home. So over the last two years, myself, along with some other top health experts, have thoroughly crafted something new. It's called Ancient Remedies Healing at Home. It's a new course and community to put the power of natural healing back into the hands of families. You'll learn exactly how to treat more than 45 conditions, boost immunity, improve digestion, balance hormones, and increase vitality with natural age-old healing protocols tailored for you. So if you're tired of relying on a pill for every illness, if you're ready to transform your health and your family's health, then click on the link in the show notes to get 20% off right now. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. If you have swelling or bloating, bloating is just, again, that zonulin allowing a lot of that fluid to come in. And people say, I get water weight or I feel very stuffy. I get a lot of fluid buildup when I eat some food. It's nature's way. It's God's way of in your body to help you get rid of that inflammation. It's trying to cool your insides down. When you have these conditions, diverticulitis, colitis, you know, if you have ulcerative colitis, that's ulcerative colitis. Where do you get ulcers from? They've had research that shows what? H. pylori is one big bacteria. E. coli, that bacteria can actually eat away at the lining of your gut. Why? Because your defense mechanisms are down. And that can come from the foods we eat. So if you had high sugars, you knocked your immune system down. You got bad infections in. You may have got SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, like, you know, E. coli, um, Clostridium, Klebsiella, uh, strep or staph. Let, think about it. If you had strep when you were a kid, like I did, I didn't even know it. And you swallowed that all day and it got into your throat and to your thyroid and it got to your lymph system and it got to your bloodstream and it got to your colon. And you may be a silent carrier of strep and always have every year you have goodness. I get a cold every year. I get sinusitis. I get allergies every single time of the year at the same time. I don't understand circadian rhythms of bacteria, but I will tell you this. You usually find that in my practice, I will get them searched and scanned for strep and staph, and you'll find out that they have those infections that sit around and produce toxins all year long at a subclinical level. To me, though, the basis and the foundation is where did it all start with me? It started with my gut. If I would have taken care of my gut better, I wouldn't have had the symptoms that we're talking about today. And I want to encourage you guys because there are ways that you can help this type of condition. Now, when we talk about the diarrhea and we talk about the constipation, we talk about how many times you go to the bathroom in a week, that's one of the biggest things I see as my symptomatology in my practice. I'm going to give you the resolution in just a second, but I want to say this. I, I can give you examples, literally, of in Chinese medicine. I do stories, and maybe I'm not the best storyteller, but I'm going to tell you this story. I've had individuals that have had chronic Lyme disease verified 
huge symptoms of encephalitis because like encephalitis, Japanese encephalitis, those types of viruses can tag along with Lyme. And you'll see it on certain testing with them. And so you'll start treating the acupuncture points. It's called uh, the governing vessel 20 and 19. And there's a few in the gallbladder 20. They're all along the head. And you'll start to see the gallbladder, the bladder, the governing vessel, which relates to the brain, your digestion, and your urinary system. If you can't filter out and detox properly, it'll affect your head. It gives you brain fog. It gives you memory issues. Seriously, your digestion can give you memory issues because serotonin and dopamine are neurotransmitters that are created mostly in your digestive tract. You have bad foods that are in there. You won't think clearly. You won't produce serotonin and dopamine in a proper way. So back to the story. Started treating these points. And the one thing that the mother told me was like, wow. And I get pictures of bowel movements like all the time in my practice. Literally, I get all my emails. It's a, it's a fun life. And um, so I start to see literally bowel movements that come in and made this. I don't want you guys to be grossed out, but seriously, you would see so much bile and foam from yeast and overgrowth of infections in the digestive tract, like the gallbladder and liver. And it's just flushing out. But the beautiful thing about it is, is that when you start to treat the brain and help the body release those viruses, where does it want to be pushed out? Through the digestive tract. It's so important. The health of the digestive tract would even determine the health of the brain. So I always say what you eat, you think. You don't eat really good food, you're not going to think very well. That's it. I am thankful that I've seen lots of great resolution to people with digestive tract just by getting rid of certain infections. And that's one of the biggest keys. But I wanted to tell you guys this. One of the things I find is that it leads to a condition known as leaky gut. And leaky gut is often talked about, but I just gave you the mechanisms about the pores opening up in the walls of the digestive tract. And so you have these infections, you have these undigested food particles pouring in into your bloodstream, causing high histamine, overall allergies, eczema, psoriasis, conditions of the skin, brain fog, memory issues. It can even cause excessive bloating and gas when people say, I don't know why I have excess gas, but I'm telling you what, uh, my, my mate is really complaining about it. It happens all the time in my practice every day. And this leaky gut, this mesh gets deteriorated. So zonulin not only helps put the fluids into the digestive tract to flush it with diarrhea, but it also opens up the pores and allows infections to get through. So there are a few things I've seen work really well to help mend up the gut. Number one, I found that if you reduce refined sugars, cut out sugars and gluten and cut out dairy. Now, I'm going to give you the name of a great program in just a second. That's going to give you so much better information than I'm going to give you today. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to give you generalized. I found out like with patients, I'd reduce their corn, their dairy, their refined sugars, and their gluten and their wheat products, a lot of their grains. It gave their system a break. It got, got them out of inflammation. Then I would use... At times, they would call glutamine. You can research this. Glutamine and butyric acid. Butyric acid is found in butter, but it heals the lining of the gut. Glutamine is a powder that you can find, and I used to take it myself, and I'm telling you, the results are great. It normalized my zonulin levels. People say, I actually don't have any more gas. I actually can eat more food now because I use glutamine. I always say, go with vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin K, and vitamin E. Be careful of vitamin K because if you have blood thinners, you need to ask your primary care physician. And remember, guys, this is not personalized healthcare advice. This is just us giving you education. We want to give you the tools here um, at Ancient Health Podcast. And you can have the vitamin A and vitamin D 
and these vitamins to help increase your immune system. Furthermore, I love different products. I love herbs. You know, Dr. Axe will talk about it. We talk about it. I mean, I literally saw him the other day and we were just talking about herbs like a couple of nerds, but you know, it's okay. Um, I love neem. I love an Ayurvedic uh, herb called neem. And uh, I use a real great product called um, Malia Supreme with an E, Malia Supreme. I like Chinese Coptus. Um, I love, um, I love Mirinda. Mirinda is my, one of my favorites. It's Noni, Noni powder, uh, Mirinda Supreme. Um, and it has really good, uh, digestive qualities to clean out infections. I also like Artemisia. Artemisia is a really good one. It cleans out tons of parasites. Now I'm not saying take all these at once. I'm saying that you want to find the one that resonates with you. And if you have questions, please ask your primary care physician, your doctor, and, um, any healthcare practitioner you work with. But these are four of the few, four of the few that I use that I really like. I've actually found rosemary to be really healing to the esophagus and the gut. These are just examples. Removing those foods, encouraging foods that are high in mineral content and vitamin, but high in minerals. Some people use fulvic minerals, humic minerals, and those can heal the gut lining of the gut really well as, um, as an additional source to repair. Now, if you want more info like this, and I will say this, there is a great program. My good friend, Dr. Axe, created a Healing Leaky Gut program. And it is a 30-day module that has information not only about what are the triggers for your leaky gut, which would be the foods, the environmental toxins like pesticides or glyphosates, all the triggers that can create this, but also the steps how to remove them. And then as you remove, you want to be able to find out what you can do to repair. Like we talked about glutamine. We talked about herbs. He even goes into probiotics and how bacteria and the detriment or the reduction of bacteria from this type of diet can actually cause increase of problems. And a side note, probiotics help you produce enzymes. They actually help you digest foods very well. They actually fight off other infections and they actually produce a lot of the chemicals you need for your brain to work. So he goes over that in this program. He talks about what diet to implement, what are the best diets for you, and he actually talks about a quiz that tells you what kind of gut you have because there's different types of guts. And that's, that's a weird thing to say. But anyway, like, you know, you have yeasty gut and you have bacterial gut. There are certain signs and symptoms that in Chinese medicine you want to look for that allows you to see what kind of gut type you have. And one of my favorite is what do you want to inoculate? What do you want to do to help encourage the strength to get the energy back in there and what to regrow? I think that if you have these problems, and I know what most of our culture does, then I think this program would be for you. And um, so you can click on the links we have here at the podcast and you can check out this program because I'm telling you, it's a wealth of information. Um, Dr. Axe has worked all over the world. He's had so many publications. He's seen so many people heal from their leaky gut. And I've seen people that have followed the program and done so well, all their other symptoms start to go away. You heal the gut, the brain fog goes away. You heal the gut, the skin, and the eczema, and the psoriasis start to fade away. And um, to me, the best thing as a practitioner is you start to see people get their lives back. So guys, if this is you and you guys have questions about IBS, colitis, ulcerative colitis, bloating, excess constipation, I know a lot of people, not a lot of people like to talk about it, please check out the Healing Leaky Gut program. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. Anyway, I hope this was informative, guys. This is Dr. Motley signing off for the Ancient Health Podcast. I hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk soon.